Wolf, and Luke. Who are you? Uh, okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witch Buster. Extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. He sounds pretty good. He sounds pretty articulate. Wolf and Luke. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. All right, welcome in on this fine Monday morning. I what is your problem, Luke? No, what is your deal, I man? I mean, I've been in the studio for 19 seconds, and I've already broken the microphone. Is that an issue? I'm holding um, it like Okay, I'm... so you're holding the microphone right now. At some point in time, we've got to record this. We've got to do this for posterity, of course. A little picture of Luke holding the microphone as he's broadcasting in the year 2021 of our Lord. You would think it would be anchored at some point in time, and no, it's anchored in his hand. The microphone is off. I kind of like this better, to be honest. This is the closest I'll ever get to being the lead singer of a of like a band. I was going to say, it looks like you're getting ready to drop some bars, yeah. as a matter of fact, right about it. And that's why I wanted the mic unhooked, so I could um, really kind of get into it emotionally. Give Luke a beat right now, if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> we do not want to start this Monday so with a beat. Yeah, I think this might be my new way of doing the show. I think the other hosts are going to hate it when I come in and just break the <laughs> mic off every day at 10 o'clock. But, you know, it's working for me today. Wolf, we got a, a pretty big football game here coming up. I don't know if you noticed. Oh, my goodness. This is, honestly, um, I forgot about that. I forgot about the fact that when you play on Monday night, the wait is incredibly long. As a player, I can tell you right now, it was just unbearable. It was something that was completely unbearable, sitting around all day waiting to play on Monday night. And again, I've told this story many, many times. I will not tell tell you the story all over again, but I will tell you that I played in Washington. And I'll never forget my rookie year, 1985. That's back when Monday night football, it was on at 9 o'clock on the East Coast. 9 o'clock start. I mean, if you could imagine that, just how difficult that truly was. I, I will never forget that. How long you were sitting there waiting all day. I mean, dinner time. You'd have pregame meal at like 5 o'clock. And you'd be like, Really? Um, we're not anywhere close because you typically, you would eat that four, eat, uh, four hours before you would actually play. And now <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you, are you on mic right now? Yeah, I'm over here. Okay. I'm just, I'm on a different just, mic now. This is really interesting right now because I cannot see you. Your, your head is so small. Unlike Paul Calvisi, of course. <laughs> Your head is just so small right now, Luke. I can't even see you because well, I'm, I'm, I'm behind like seven computers and a camera, and I'm wrapped up in a bunch of headphone wires. Exactly, but it is a it is Monday night. It is finally here. Um, Monday night football: the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams sitting around waiting all day yesterday was brutal. Watching the games that helped, I would say, to some degree. Except the Arizona Cardinals got zero help from anybody. That was that was a little difficult right there. That, to me, did not see anybody, any game, really help the Arizona Cardinals. I was surprised by that, number one. And number two, a little disappointed. Um, I will tell you this. This is how you know how big of a game it is now. I'm back in my original mic, and I just got to say, it's really disappointing that engineering was able to come in and fix it in two seconds. And I know. Fix it. Right. Has that never happened to you before? I've never had the mic break off yeah. completely in my yeah, hand I've right at the start of the multiple show. Times Always right, right at the start of the show, though, yes, right? Of yeah. course. Yes. Uh, I, you can tell it's a big game because people around the building have been asking me, like, they come up and they're like, um, how's Wolf doing with this Monday night game? 
How's that? Wolf's got to be pretty fired up. Wolf, yeah. Wolf's had to wait over a week now for football. I'm like, Wolf's doing just fine. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, I, I thought I was doing fine, but right now I've had enough. Oh, this well, is this is right. basically it. Um, if I had to wait one more day, can you imagine? You'd be rolling on the ground, gouging your eyes out at that point in time. Well, it's I n- just want to tee the ball up and play. Let's go. It's not just a game, right? I mean, this is this is a a. It's a big game. It's it's you win. You wrap up a playoff spot if you win tonight. Whether you care Man. about national respect or not, we walk in Wolf and the Cardinals Rams are on. Uh, there's a preview on every TV right now because it's Monday Night Football. Yeah, the Cardinals are ten and two this season, but they're zero and one on you know primetime national televised games. And I, I I listened to a decent amount of football coverage over the weekend and watched a lot of football yesterday, and the hesitance when picking the Cardinals to go deep in the playoffs seems to be, well, I haven't seen him do it before. And, um, you know, that's I guess that's one way to go through life, like yeah. not believing anything new will ever happen. Sure. But, uh, you know, that argument really only works if you're, if you're comparing the Cardinals to, like, Tampa Bay or Green Bay. Where it gets me is it's like, well, I can't say that the Cardinals aren't going to go deep in the playoffs. Kyler Murray's never done it before. That's why I'm picking Matthew Stafford in the Rams. What has Matthew Stafford ever done in the playoffs? He's had chances. He hasn't done anything. Kyler hasn't had a chance yet because he's only in his third year. Yeah, the thing that bothers me, based on earnings, when I look up and look at the monitors here in the Matrix, um, for me, it's the fact who needs it more. <laughs> That's who the who needs this game more. The Rams or the Cardinals? I mean, so can we just stop that? You've got to be kidding me right now. The, the Arizona Cardinals are ten and two. Who needs the game more? How about the 8-4 and four Los Angeles Rams? I, I think they need it a lot more than the Arizona Cardinals need it. Yet at the same time, um, I, I am willing to admit that all of this continues to add to the hype of tonight. Well, and the import of tonight. And I will also say that I think that helps the Arizona Cardinals. I, I think do. you think it, it, it manufactures some more desperation. Just, or that's just sense more of desperation once again. Yes, you're ten and two. Yes, you're playing at home. But I think we all understand the intentionality of this week with the Arizona Cardinals and the players inside that locker room and what they were saying and what they've been talking about, making that concerted effort to be ready to ball out. This first quarter is going to be fascinating, fascinating to watch. Because it will tell you if they're ready to go. How about the fact that they got no help yesterday in the NFC playoff picture? And I don't really care what San Francisco and some of the other teams down there do, but but Tampa Bay and Green Bay in particular. And I mean, I think most of us assumed Green Bay would beat Chicago, and I think most of us really assumed Tampa Bay would beat Buffalo too. It got interesting in the Tampa Bay game, and Green Bay was down at halftime. But they both won, so the Cardinals need to win tonight in the sense if you want to stay ahead of Green Bay and even Tampa Bay for the number 1 seed. But to your point, the Rams need to win tonight if they want any chance of winning the division. And if the Rams lose tonight, there's no guarantee they even make the playoffs. Hey, listen, once again, um, yes, it's an important game. It's a huge game for the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. But once again, when you're saying 10-2 and two to 8-4, and four, who needs it? <laughs> Who needs it more? Um, There's no doubt about who needs it more. The Rams, especially after the Arizona Cardinals, have owned the NFC West. Um, Yeah, I think Matthew Stafford coming out and playing well against somebody other than Jacksonville, I think that's important. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's usually the sign of a Super Bowl contender. Can you play well against somebody that isn't Jacksonville? To your point, though, and I'm sure we'll get to this more throughout the show, when these teams met the first time, the Cardinals were 3-0, and the Rams were 3-0, and the Rams had all the, the past momentum having won eight straight specifically against the Cardinals, right? Okay, so there's all that. Well, since then, the Rams are 5-3, and which you're like, okay, that's not a bad record, and it's not. But the wins, the wins have not been over anybody. Uh, and, and two of the losses were very lopsided, one to Tennessee without Derrick Henry and, uh, and, and one uh, the following week to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, and, and their wins have been over like Jacksonville, Houston, Seattle, the Giants, Detroit. It's not, you, you beat who's in front of you, but I'm just saying where, where we were when these two teams met on October 3rd coming into that game, it was like the Rams are 3-0. and They never lose to the Cardinals. They're unstoppable. And now it's like the Rams are just kind of above average and Matthew Stafford's shaky. Yeah, and Matthew Stafford, oh my goodness, Matthew Stafford. I I am fascinated right now. I'm just telling you for fulcrum football. Right now, I'm going to come out and I'm going to tell you that Matthew Stafford is my number one. Fulcrum football. I'm just telling you right now, typically, you don't take quarterbacks in fulcrum football. We understand that. It's kind of a Wolf and Luke rule, but we've got a new rule on Monday night, and that is Matthew Stafford and quarterbacks can be selected because I honestly think right now it's going to be all about the quarterback play. You want to hear something crazy? What? Little known fulcrum football stat. Yes. The only time either one of us ever took a quarterback, you took two quarterbacks, Rams Cardinals, October 3rd. <laughs> Look at that. The way that fits, like a glove. <laughs> All right, we got a lot to talk about here. The Suns play tonight as well. When we come back, though, there really seems to be one way to attack the Cardinals, and it may have just gotten a lot more difficult for the Rams. We'll discuss that next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. The home of Arizona Cardinals football. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Big Red Monday, presented by Sanderson Ford with Wolf and Luke. Uh, It's getting more and more difficult to find weaknesses with this Arizona Cardinals team as we head into Monday Night Football of Week 14, Wolf. And I think pretty consistently, if you're looking for areas that I don't even know how much how much you would label them concern. Like watching other teams around the league yesterday, I see other teams with a lot bigger concerns. But if you were looking for one or two with the Cardinals, it is can you play at home the way you have played on the road, as crazy as that sounds, and how good are you at stopping the run? The second one in particular, it's going to be a little bit tougher for the Rams to force the issue there because they're not going to have Daryl Henderson in this game tonight. Now, they've got other running backs. They've got Sony Michelle. But Daryl Henderson was really the guy that stepped in when Cam Akers went down uh, in the offseason and was like, okay, Akers is great. Well, okay, he's hurt. Okay, Daryl Henderson will be the guy, and he had a stretch there where he was scoring seemingly every game. Now he's out too. So it's going to come down to Sony Michelle, and I don't know how much the Rams are going to be able to exploit the Cardinals' biggest weakness. Yeah, no, I think you're right about that. That is their weakness, their ability to run the ball. And I know that Paul Calvisi has been talking to us about this. He did last Friday, as a matter of fact. The fact that the Rams lined up and kind of pounded the ball a little bit against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They did. Um, There's no doubt about it. You go back and you look at the tape. You go back and look at what they did. They came out and they tried to run the ball a little bit. They ran it 15 times in that first half and threw it 26 times. They ran 41 plays. Stop and think about that. 41 plays, and they ran it 15 times. So 
That was right about 37%. And that's exactly where the Rams are right now. Their run rate is 38%, if you can imagine that. But if you look at the last three games in particular, the Rams' run rate is 31%. It's still about throwing the ball with Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams. They still throw the ball. That's what they're all about right there. Yes. Do I expect them to come out and try to establish the fact that, oh, yes, we'll run the ball. You don't think we're going to run the ball? Watch this. Yeah, I think they'll do that. But at this point of the season, you are who you are. And Matthew Stafford and the Rams are a team that come out and throw the ball. The first time these two teams met, the Cardinals ran for 216 yards against L.A. And I find that interesting because at the time, nobody really knew for sure what the Cardinals had in James Conner. It was only three games into the season. That was the fourth game. He had rushed for 122 total yards as a member of the Cardinals. He had two rushing touchdowns coming into that game. So I'm interested to see if the Rams are ready for what James Conner has become. But on the other side of the football, the Rams ran the ball for 121 yards. And in that game, it was uh, Daryl Henderson, 14 carries for 89 yards. That's a good average, 6.4 yards per carry. But to your point, it's just not really who the Rams are. Sean McVay wants to throw. He's, and now he has an additional weapon, although they have since lost Robert Woods. But now they have Odell Beckham Jr. The other guys who ran for the Rams in that game, Matthew Stafford had six carries for 21 yards. Sony Michelle had three mm-hmm. for 11. Sony Michelle is going to be the running back tonight for the Rams, and Sean McVay talked about him yesterday. I wouldn't say increase, Kurt. I, you know, I had a lot of confidence in Sony before then. I thought it was great for him to be able to get that amount of work, um, show that um, you know, really he just gets stronger as the game goes on. And so... Uh, felt good, but that's been something that he's done when he's gotten those opportunities throughout the course of his career. Now, he went on to say Sonny Michelle is a complete running back at this point in his career. I think, um, you know, he's a really good back, complete, tough, physical, does an outstanding job. He's really smart, um, understands everything that we're asking of him, and so do feel very confident if it means that, that Daryl is limited in this game or not available. Yeah, now we know Daryl's not yeah, available at all. Exactly. And you know what? I really like Daryl Henderson. I like him a lot. I watch him run the ball. And he's very, very physical, of course. I think he's their best running back. Um, I know that Sony Michelle actually had a little bit more juice coming into this season than Daryl Henderson. But I, I think he's the better back overall. And he's 5'8". Stop and think about this. 210 pounds. That's your kind five, of running back. 5'8", 210 pounds. Hey, listen, I'll take 6'1", 232 as well. Isn't that right, James Conner? I'll take that as well. But 5'8", 210 pounds. It, it makes me laugh because I have played with guys that were 5'8", 210 pounds. And I know how difficult it is to get under. I, I, I would say Sam Mills, the Mike, great Mike linebacker, Hall of Famer Sam Mills, as a matter of fact, trying to get underneath this guy was almost impossible at 5'10", trying to get underneath him, trying to hit him on an ISO. You could not get the spot above your eyebrows on the spot below his lips. And this is what Daryl Henderson is able to do. He's a tough tackle. Now he's not going to be a factor in this game. It's going to be Sony Michelle. It, it's it's really it's not to say the Rams can't beat the Cardinals. That's obviously they have beaten them a ton in the past. But this version of the Cardinals. You get this deep into the season and you can pinpoint, okay, how many weaknesses does a team have and what are they? The Cardinals' weakness has been their inability to consistently stop the run. 
uh, some ways they've mitigated it have just been jumping out on teams and not allowing those teams to run, basically. The Rams like to pass. When you start to look at what, what matchups are not great for the Cardinals in the playoffs, I know the history against the Rams isn't great. And again, I don't want to undersell what the Rams are capable of. They absolutely could win tonight. But they are not a team you look at and say, okay, well, that team is built to exploit the Cardinals' weaknesses. They just really aren't. I mean, they, they are built to throw... And I think most of us trust the Cardinals secondary pretty well at this point. Yeah, you know, for me, once again, I, I, I love to bring a game down to one point. And I do it on purpose, Spaceonians, because I know it's not going to be that one point that is going to determine who wins this game. It's never that. Um, but I like starting somewhere. I like a point. I like looking at a mountain and declaring where a summit might actually be because it's a good place to start. And for me, honestly, looking at this game tonight, I I cannot help it. I know it's a gross simplification of the truth, but the team that protects their quarterback the best tonight is going to win this game. I, I, I just, I feel that. You have two excellent pass rushes. Two excellent teams in terms of generating pressure on the opposing quarterback. We all know the Rams do that and do that very well. They're top 10. They're number 9, as a matter of fact. The Arizona Cardinals are number 6 in sacks per attempt. (laughs) You have two top 10 teams going at it right now. Vaughn Miller, Aaron Donald. Those two guys, to me, are huge. Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones, Marcus Golden, what's going to happen tonight? Um, Who's going to be able to get to the other team's quarterback? Because I can tell you right now, it's a big deal, especially when you look at Matthew Stafford and some of his numbers. When the Rams were 8-1, and one, by way of example, Luke, when they were 8-1, and one, Stafford was sacked seven times and threw four picks. When they were 8-1, and one, wow. okay? okay, he was sacked seven times in those nine games and threw four picks, only four. During the three-game slide before they played Jacksonville, he was sacked nine times and threw five picks. It's, it's a situation where it really seems to impact Matthew Stafford. I don't think it impacts Kyler Murray as much. Why do you think that is, Basin Onions? Ask yourself that question. Why, why does pressure not impact him as much? Because he can extend plays with his legs and does on a regular basis. Matthew Stafford really isn't that guy. He's a much better athlete than most people give him credit for, yet at the same time, it's no Kyler Murray. And yet Kyler Murray is a guy that can get all of that done, obviously. The good news for Matthew Stafford, and we talked about this on Friday, he had the same completion percentage as Jared Goff. Well, Jared Goff's went down a little bit on Sunday, so Matthew Stafford has moved ahead of Jared Goff in completion percentage. So there you go. There's something right there. If you're a Rams fan, you're looking, you're saying, okay, noticeable upgrade. And I also want to say this quickly. Um, the Rams' offensive line is really, really good. They do an excellent job of protecting Matthew Stafford. Number one, because they throw the ball 69% of the time. Mm -hmm. 69% of the time. Still, even after the Jacksonville game, still 69% of the time they're throwing the ball. 31% of the time they run the ball. So their offensive line is one one of the elite offensive lines in terms of protecting their quarterback. Sacks per attempt allowed. 
They're actually number three in the National Football League. Very, very good. But they're losing one of their gems, Rob Havenstein. They're losing a tackle, their right tackle, that is very, very good. They got Andrew Whitworth as their left tackle. They're losing Havenstein. That's going to be a big loss. It's uh, It has the feel of a high-scoring game, which I'm sure Monday Night Football wouldn't hate after what they had last week with with Mac Jones throwing three passes in that windstorm. This is literally on paper the exact opposite because you had last week, you had that just that brutal weather, northeastern football, two teams just grinding it out, very little passing, partially because you couldn't and partially because Bill Belichick was like, I don't need to, so I'm not going to show you anything. I'm just going to run right through you. Now, this week, Seven days later, you come down to the Southwest. You've got the Rams high-flying offense. You've got the Cardinals high-flying offense. Not technically indoors because it sounds like the roof will be open, but you have a at least the, the, the platform, the stage is set for this to be a much more high-scoring game. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up, we've given you the Cardinals' perspective. We'll get the Rams' perspective from Rams' sideline analyst DeMarco Farr. Next, it's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Arizona Cardinals football, 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Big Red Monday, presented by Sanderson Ford with Wolf and Luke. Well, we're about eight hours, a little under eight hours away from opening kickoff tonight, finally. We've been giving you the Cardinals perspective here for a few days, so why not get the Rams perspective from their sideline analyst, DeMarco Farr joining us on the 72 Sold Sports Line. DeMarco, how are you doing today? I am good. What's up, Wolf? How we doing, man? DeMarco, did you did you like playing on Monday Night Football? Did you like uh, it? The, the first time, no. <laughs> Being honest, <laughs> absolutely not. The second time when I was ready for it, absolutely. All eyes are on you. I mean, this is what you want to do. This is where you want to be. But that first time, no, I, I, I hated it. I thought it stunk. <laughs> you know what? I... I DeMarco, think about this. Back when I was playing, of course, in 1985, I came in as a rookie. And early in September, the first game I played nationally was a Monday night game. And it was against Washington. If you can imagine that, that's back when they were really, really good at Washington. Hey, DeMarco, 9 o'clock start on the East Coast. (laughs) Stop and think about that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I hated it. Yes. Well, do you remember Ephedra? <laughs> okay. I had a game plan for Ephedra. I took it too soon for a Monday night game. <laughs> I, I was shot. Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. But once I got my rhythm, once I understood, once you became, you know, defending champs and you're everybody's big game, yeah, you're ready for it. But that first time, yeah, I was. My my body clock was. You didn't need that, that bro. Yeah, you did not need that, man. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> uh, talking to Demarco Far, uh, Demarco, how different is this Rams team than the team we saw here just two months ago? Oh wow, um, different, way different. Um, you know, first and foremost, uh, Robert Woods isn't here. Uh, I don't think he got enough credit when he was healthy, and I think you were really starting to figure out what you had now that he's out with that knee. So. Uh, that's different. The offense is going to be different. Obviously, Odell Beckham Jr. is here now, so uh, that adds a different element. Um, he's not the combo receiver. He's not the receiver that could take carries or you know lead the running back up through the hole like Robert Woods. That's what made the offense special. But what he does bring is you know I think better receiving skills. So the passing game has kind of opened up. But 
It's taken a minute to get him involved in the offense uh, because he just got here. And Sean McVay always says, he always reminds us, they haven't really practiced with him that much. So that's still an evolving thing, but you can see the talent there. But completely different. Yeah, offensively, defensively, Von Miller's here now. Uh, Greg Gaines, who you'll see tonight, uh, is starting at nose tackle. Uh, he's a little more active in there. So, yeah, it's a completely different team than the last time the Rams and the Cardinals faced up. And, DeMarco, we definitely want to get into all of those things that you're mentioning right there. But I want to start here. What is the one thing? If you if you were looking at one element of this game tonight, one component of this game, and I know it's never that. It never comes down to one thing. You know it, and I know it, and everybody that has played knows it. Yet at the same time, if there's one thing that you continue to focus on and say, if in fact the Rams do this well, they'll win. Wow. Uh, Contain Kyler Murray. Um, That's the one thing you didn't do well the last time you saw him. Um, Really. I mean, you know, it's funny. Raheem Morris took a lot of heat for that game plan. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you you keep trying to bring people down or sober them up. I'm, I'm not sure if that was a plan or any sort of plan. I'm not sure if. Buddy Ryan in his day could have stopped Kyler Murray when he's moving like that and playing like that. When that guy is dialed in, you've got problems. But uh, there are ways, and the Rams had shots at him. Uh, You had him at third and long twice, and he got out of them twice. If you get out on those plays and get the offense on the field, that's a different game. Not saying the Rams would have won, but the game uh, changes a little bit there. But containing him, I mean, that's number one. Uh, I'll go back to last week, Wolf. Uh, We didn't watch very much Jacksonville tape because it wasn't about them. It was about the Rams. This week, complete opposite. You're watching this offense to see how and what somebody else is trying to do to contain this guy. And obviously, Chicago couldn't do it. I think they may have only tackled him once last week. Am I right about that? It was either out of bounds or a touchdown. Yes, yes. Wow. You're right. No, he does a great job of avoiding any type of contact. Something, yeah, that's, that's something you one, stunk yeah. at. <laughs> right. You, but you know what's funny? I mean, no disrespect. Uh, and I wonder, this is a question to you. Do you think Kyler Murray can exist in the, the other eras when you can tag the quarterback? Because it yeah. seems like it's not fair that he could scramble or run the read option and then slide feet up. So yeah, I can't no, hit him. No, it's, <laughs> I, I say this about everybody, not just Kyler Murray. I say this about everybody in the league that has to try to tackle a quarterback. It's just not fair. It isn't. Right. It's, it, I, I'm, I'm all for doing away with protecting the quarterback. I am. I, I'm, again, I don't want to see guys getting hurt, but if you pull the ball down and you run, you should be a runner. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, here's Cam Newton. Just by way of example, here comes Cam Newton in the open field. What are you gonna do if you're a? You're gonna try to protect yourself. I'm gonna hit him. You're gonna hit him exactly. It's not not fair. I just wonder if Dalvin Cook breaks one like a long run, and then at the end of it, just decides to slide, so you yes. can't hit him. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that yes. would be funny. <laughs> uh, DeMarco, For some people, how um, how would you evaluate Matthew Stafford in his first season with the Rams so far? Is there concern about him? Is there still kind of a thought that he'll get back to where he was earlier this season? Yep. Uh, still elite. Um, I think he was battling some 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 injuries or some problems there. Uh, but the thing is with him, he's not going to tell you. He's an old-school quarterback. He's a throwback. These guys play through injury, like Aaron Rodgers plays through injury. Tom Brady has played through more than you know. Uh, there's more going on with Matthew, Matthew Stafford than you know. 
He took a pop last week. This is a great one. Right in the sternum. I mean, a great shot. Put him on the canvas for a, a, a two count. Uh, they had to stop the game. The trainers came out. He got up before they got there. Uh, beat him all to the sideline. Like, they're chasing him to slow him down. He picked up a football, threw it, came back in uh, inside of one play. Uh, he just won't let people give you that. He won't give the defense that, that, that nod on him that, oh, you hurt him. Uh, he's a tough guy, but uh, he can make all the throws. You've heard that before, and he can throw with velocity. Once that arm warms up, from what I've seen, once he gets warmed up in the game, he can't miss. The problem is, early on, he's still trying to find it. Mm. Some sail high. There's been issues. Um, during that three-game losing streak, the offensive line kind of got ran over. So, under pressure, he was throwing a lot of picks. Uh, but once he gets going and warms that arm up, he could throw it just about anywhere, to anyone. So, I've got to ask you this quickly before I let you go here. Um, talk to me about the Rams' defense. It's so much better than what they were playing in October. You know, um, Von Miller is a patient hunter, and you can tell that he's waiting to pick his spots. He's still learning these guys. He just got here, too. So, he's learning how to play with Aaron Donald, uh, you know, on his side. He, he's learning to play, or he can do it, but he's. He likes to rush from the left, but that's where Leonard Floyd lives. But now that Von Miller's here, you've got a three-headed monster rushing the passer. Uh, and Jalen Ramsey, we've talked about him a, a lot. So they've got a lot of star power, and they've got a pretty good game plan with mm-hmm. Raheem Morris. Now they have to play it a little bit tighter. Uh, they they, they kind of got away with some, some technique issues, three holding calls versus Jacksonville. Jalen Ramsey's got two taunts, one last week, and they, they're giving away first down. So they're good but they're not that good that you can give away first downs. But if they ever play a complete game defensively, offensively, and defensively, not turn it over and just let the defense do what they do best, stop the run, and then get after your passer, it's a playoff defense. It's yes. possibly a championship defense. But if you, if you have those technique errors and you keep giving away first downs and you, your offense keeps putting you on short fields, it's hard to be good that way. Would you still call them a bend-but-don't-break defense? Yeah, I would. I okay. mean, they're tough. I mean, the funniest thing, I'll tell you a quick story. Taylor Rapp is, is the Rams starting safety, and he's, he's a great guy. He's a great guy with his eyes, but every now and then he gets moved by quarterbacks, and he'll grab and he'll, he'll commit a penalty, a hold. He committed a hold on third down last week that erased an Aaron Donald sack. Yes. You should have seen the look Aaron gave him. <laughs> <laughs> if looks good, kill. So they have a chance to be better than Ben, but don't break, but – they still haven't played their complete game yet. Okay, are you here, by the way? Are you going to be there tonight? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, cool. that's oh, my, my Uber driver. He just dro- dropped me off here at the hotel from the airport, saw my Rams hat, and almost threw me out of the car. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, he's saying Phoenix is on fire for the Cardinals right now. I'm that's like, all true. right, let me see it. I can't wait to get there. Listen, I'm going to be hunting you down, okay, D? Come, come get me, man. I can't wait to see okay, you. Okay, bro. All right, see you, man. DeMarco Farr, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. That's DeMarco Farr joining us on the 72 Sports Line. Get your price at 72sold.com. And, uh, Wolf, when we come back, the Cardinals, believe it or not, have lost two in a row at home. So how will they come out tonight at State Farm Stadium? That's next. Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. The home of Arizona Cardinals football, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Big Red Monday, presented by Sanderson Ford with Wolf and Luke. Good stuff there from DeMarco Farr, last segment. 
I like that he was uh, about to get tossed out of his Uber for wearing a Rams hat. That's the way it should be now. We're we're in December. I'd be a hard toss yeah, for that Uber driver. Say who's driving that Uber? Let me just say that. Unless Chandler Jones is driving the Uber, I don't I don't know if that's going to work real DeMarco, well. Demarco, um, I think it was five eight. I think he measured five eight. Demarco, right there, three thirty. Can you imagine how difficult that? I'm, I'm joking, <laughs> of course, right? Demarco would tell you he'd be the first one to not the tallest of nose tackles in the National Football League, but I, I am here to tell you, based on means, this guy was a baller. You talk about a football player. He had more quickness coming off the ball than anyone I've ever seen. Held up at about 290 pounds. Played at about 290, 288, 290, somewhere in there, coming off the ball in a one technique, which is a shade on the center and just almost uh, unstoppable. Put him at a, as a three technique as well. He was so fast. So He was the original Aaron Donald. In terms of build. I remember you you mentioned that to him. We talked to him, I believe, before the October 3rd game. We've talked to him before together. And it's, I would assume it was going into the October 3rd game, and you, and you mentioned that to him. That's that's pretty high praise to be called the original Aaron Donald. He was a stud. Uh, the Rams, of course, do have Aaron Donald and Von Miller now. This is the first time the Cardinals will have seen them. But, you know, at this point in the season with what the Cardinals have done, and this is not to to sort of diminish the Rams, but I do think at this point, well, if we look at the Cardinals and it's like, if you go out there and play your game, I like my, my, my odds with the Cardinals winning a game. We keep bringing up the road record, the 7-0, and winning every game by double figures. And I've brought up the stat now a few times. Part of why they've been so good on the road is they've jumped on teams early, outscoring the opposition 66-10 to in the first quarter. Well, the 10 points they gave up, were all to the Rams on the road. And that game, if you remember, the Rams actually jumped up 3 nothing. The Cardinals went 3 and out. The Rams had the ball again, and the Cardinals got the interception from uh, from Byron Murphy that, um, that that broke up the Rams' next drive, chance to go up 10 nothing, and then the Cardinals came down and scored and ultimately took over. Yeah. First of all, can I just say this coming out tonight? I, I do believe the first quarter is going to be important. I do. It always is important for the most part, base earnings. We all understand that. But I do believe because of all that is surrounding this game right here, that first quarter, how do you come out? The Arizona Cardinals have, once again, been very, very intentional about their their game at home against the Rams and how they're preparing to come out and actually play. 3-2 and two at home this season, 7-0 and oh on the road. They've been very intentional about coming out, and we're going to talk about this, and we're going to be ready to ball out. This is at home. We've got to fix this problem. We've got to fix this issue. So I cannot wait to see how their how their energy level is overall from top to bottom, how the intensity level is. Look on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball for that. Look at tackling and blocking. When you want to gauge somebody's intensity level, how do they tackle, how do they block? Really interested to see what the crowd is like tonight, too, because you know when the when when the valley was on uh, on display to the sports world during the Suns playoff run, it uh, Vince and I have talked about this before. Vince Murata and I have talked about this a lot. It wasn't just that the crowd showed up; it was like the crowd was like, yeah. And also, if you're watching on TV around the nation, you're gonna notice the Phoenix Suns crowd. If you're an opposing team, it's gonna be difficult for you. So I'd love to see that from Cardinals fans tonight because Cardinals fans, I thought, got a bad rap nationally when when Green Bay was here. Green Bay travels everywhere, and Green Bay traveled to State Farm Stadium, and their fans were there, and it was tough. I told you at the end of that game, it felt felt wrong that the Cardinals were suffering their first loss of the season 
on their home field, and they were basically getting cheered off. It, like the loss was getting cheered because there were so many Packers fans right there after that interception by Russell Douglas. So it would be great if Cardinals fans just like took over this game in that sense. Now, as far as the team, they shouldn't need that, and they obviously don't need that because they're playing their best football on the road where they're not having a, a bunch of fans, but it would be nice to get that jolt from the Red Sea at State Farm Stadium tonight because it is Monday Night Football, and nothing would make me happier than hearing everybody nationally tomorrow talking about, yeah, the Cardinals won, they've basically got that division wrapped up, and oh, by the way, don't mess with that fan base in Phoenix because they're all over this team. Right, exactly. No, that'd be nice, wouldn't it, right there? Oh my goodness. But once again, the overall intensity level in that first quarter in particular, I, I'm looking at that base and audience. That'd be a great place to start in terms of what kind of intensity level do the Arizona Cardinals have for this game? How intentional are they truly going to be? That's number one. And I would also say, what do you do if you're Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals? I mean, you, you ran for over 200 yards, 216 yards in that first game. Do you want to come out and remind them? Here we go. <laughs> Just like we did in the first game. Why do we, are you going to come out or are you going to try to loosen them up, soften them up a little bit by throwing the ball more? The, the Rams gave up more rushing yards, the most amount of rushing yards, October 3rd, since two, uh, 219... Uh, two, I can't believe I just said that. Since 2019. <laughs> that's a okay. long time. I know. Can you imagine? 1,800 Two, years. That's right. 18, 2019. Imagine that right there. Yeah. Okay. they Unbelievable. It's been two years since somebody ran the ball like that on the Rams. They got to come out and they got to do it again. But do you start with that? Do you do that? Try to get your guys all warmed up on the line of scrimmage? Or are you risking it? Here's the real question. Okay, you win the coin toss. The Cardinals are 10-2 and two with the coin toss this year. Oh, yeah, my goodness. I, I almost always prefer 1,802 years ago. It's been a long time since teams have run on the Rams. Time. They've been playing ball a long time. Um, have you, like, I like to defer. If you win the coin toss tonight, what are oh, you yeah. doing? Are you defer. deferring? You are deferring? Yes, totally. Because if I was ever going to say, give me the ball and let's attack, it would be this game. <laughs> it would. I'm not... I still I, probably still defer, defer at home. Yes, I'm going to defer. Because I do trust this defense, but it would be nice to see Kyler Murray looking like Kyler Murray. To your point, to your question, I'm letting him pass a little bit on that first drive. Now, I'm not getting away from James Conner. I'm not, I'm not going crazy. When we, we looked at what the, the first 12 plays were for the Cardinals in their first 12 games of the season. Yeah. And, and as they had more and more success, those first 12 plays were pretty closer to six pass, six run. But uh, you know Kyler wants to pass, man. It's been a month and a half since he's been unleashed. Okay, so you know it would be a happy medium right here? Okay, this is what we're going to do, Kyler. We're going to put you under center. <laughs> We're going to put you under center, and then here comes the tackle zone. Oh, there's a no, it's a bootleg is what it is. We're going to get you outside of that pocket immediately. And oh, by the way, Zach Ertz on a drag coming across the middle looks real good. You know, it'd be great. Cliff wore that 1920 hat last week. It'd be great if he wore a 219 <laughs> hat. Just to really just drive the point home for Wolf. All right, coming up, we'll get uh, we'll go back to the Cardinals oh, side of things for this game tonight. We're going to talk to the voice of the Cardinals, Dave Pash. Next, it's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.